0: Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Screen Facts with Jason Davis, joined once again by my sensational wife, Sue.
1: Well, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, how's that? Is that a good adjective? That's a great adjective. <laughs> so uh, before we talk about the movie today, I just want to give you a heads up that we are going to be taking a week off for vacation. Yay so, us! Yay us, yes. Yes. There will not be an episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis next week, but we will return on Wednesday, August 26th with a brand new episode. So please miss us while we're gone.
1: We'll miss you too.
0: We will return with a brand new episode, August 26th. But in the meantime, hang out now with us because we are going to talk about, appropriately enough, National Lampoon's Vacation. Yay! Not to be confused with the vacation that is currently in theaters, no. which is kind of a reboot of this. This is the original movie that came out July 29th, 1983, directed by Harold Ramis, written by John Hughes, based on the article Vacation 58, as in the year 1958, that was written by Hughes for the September 1979 issue, of National Lampoon.
1: Remember National Lampoon? That was so cool. Yeah,
0: I mean, they were Saturday Night Live before Saturday Night That's Live. That's right. I mean, and a lot of brilliant people came out of that. Mm-hmm. So, so this film has an amazing cast.
1: Yes, it does. It has Chevy Chase,
0: Gotta love him.
1: Beverly D'Angelo.
0: Great Together with Chevy Chase.
1: Anthony Michael Hall. I love him.
0: I'm pretty sure this was his film debut.
1: I, I was wondering. Yeah. yeah it has oh, to be. Yeah.
0: If it wasn't his first film, it was definitely the first movie that most people remember him
1: in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also Dana Barron. Mm-hmm. Imogene Coca, who I love. Legendary. Legendary. And Randy Quaid.
0: Who is so amazing in this movie. Oh
1: my gosh, Cousin Eddie. He's uh, a favorite. Total favorite. It's also the film debut of Jane Krakowski. Yes. Now she plays Randy Quaid's daughter. Mm -hmm. You know, a little fun fact about Jane Krakowski.
0: I'm going to guess that you're going to say she's from New Jersey.
1: Yes. And?
0: (laughs) Uh, You went to school with her? No,
1: no, never met her. Love her, but never met her. No, she's a theater kid. Way oh, okay. From way back when in Jersey. Her okay. mom, I believe, was uh, hugely connected with, if not the president of the Barn Theater up in Montville. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and I'm not sure if her if her mom's still active with what she's been doing or not, but I know that Jane has a lot of stage experience, too. Yeah,
0: and she's obviously gone on to a lot of great things. She was on 30 Rock mm-hmm. and now currently can be seen on the Netflix series Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. That series, you gotta check it out if oh, you haven't Oh, we already.
1: love, we love that series.
0: Eugene Levy and John Candy have small parts in the movie as well. Uh, they had worked with Harold Ramis at SCTV, which was Canada's version of Saturday Night Live. Candy was actually paid a million dollars for his appearance in this movie.
1: Huh, considering it's not a huge part.
0: Not at all. In fact, it almost wasn't a part at all. Yeah. We'll, well, get to, don't, don't. we'll get to that in a minute. Hold that thought. Okay, so estimated budget of $15 million. It ended up grossing $61.4 million in the U.S.
1: Premier voted this movie as one of the 50 greatest comedies of all time in two 2006. I'll go
0: along with that. Yeah, I would agree. You know what's great about this movie? I was thinking about this when we were walking the dog before. We were getting ready to uh, to sit down and record the podcast. And so we walked the dog first. And I'm walking down the street and in my head, I have the, the theme song, The Holiday Road, which is uh, Lindsay Buckingham. <sighs> and anytime I watch this movie, I put it on, that song comes on, I, I'm happy immediately. Yes. <laughs> it just makes you happy immediately. Yep, yep. It's such fun. And then and the cool thing about the opening credits, too, is they have all those cool postcard pictures.
1: Right, and right. Gatorland. Yeah, all, those all cool, that. Cool things from all over the country. Yeah. And actually, when we were watching it, remember I said, I wonder how many of these still exist. Yeah. And then they showed um, Lucy, the elephant mm-hmm. from Margate, New Jersey. And I know she's still there, although we haven't seen her yet. But we're going to have to take a road trip. Okay. I think.
0: So uh, the opening scene at the Chicago car dealership was filmed at Star Ford in Glendale, California.
1: Now, would that explain why there were palm trees in Chicago? Oh, you know, I didn't even notice that. I think I saw some.
0: Oh, really? Yikes, that's a major faux pas <laughs> <laughs> <Whoops>! <laughs> if they, if they uh, got those on camera. Yeah, that wouldn't make a lot of sense. Um, but as of last year, the location is still there with the same buildings that were in the movie. However, Star Ford moved down the street And the former Star Ford is now Glendale Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. The dealership is located two blocks north of Chevy Chase Drive.
1: I'm sorry, where is it located north of?
0: Chevy Chase Drive.
1: Interesting.
0: Interesting. I have a feeling that that happened after the movie, though. Hmm. That's my guess.
1: I wonder if it's the same Chevy Chase that they're talking about. It has to be, right? It's gotta be. Right? Is there somebody else who's... Chevy Chase and who's famous like that?
0: There's a town in Maryland called Chevy Chase. Oh,
1: they named a whole town no. after him? That's impressive. <laughs>
0: no, they did not name the town oh, after sorry. him. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It was called Chevy Chase.
1: <laughs> oh my God. you nitwit. <laughs> you
0: are a goon. <laughs> That's why I love you, though.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: Yeah, so th- that opening scene is, it just sets the tone for the entire movie. Absolutely. You know, they go there and, you know, you look at Chevy Chase, you know, the Clark Griswold character, and you think... <laughs> This guy seems like he's got his act together. He's getting ready for the big family trip. Mm-hmm. But he is really, he is a buffoon. But he's lovable. He's yes. lovable. Yes, so, in preparation for their big road trip, they go to get a new car. That's when we first see the Wagon Queen family truckster.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And he's supposed to be getting the Antarctic Blue Sports Wagon with the optional rally fun pack and CV or something, oh, he yeah, says. Yeah. CV. Oh, yeah, yeah. CV. Remember those? those were fun. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, those were fun. Yeah, before
0: <laughs> we, before cell phones, right?
1: We actually had one in the Winnebago <laughs> when I was a kid. You could and probably my still get listen, one, right? And, yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: That would definitely be fun yeah. uh, to have that. But yeah, the wagon queen family truckster is actually a modified Ford LTD Country Squire station wagon. And the funny thing is, and later in the movie, Clark drives to the sporting goods store after leaving Wally World. The whole you know debacle oh, there. Oh right, right. And the truckster makes a hard left through a red light and nearly hits an actual ford ltd country square station wagon oh that's great yeah so that's pretty cool they get back to the house after the stuff that goes on with the car right and he pulls up in the car he turns the car off and it's still running Still
1: rattling and rolling yeah it's like knocking
0: and pinging and and it's a brand new car yeah
1: and she says why is it still running
0: and he says all new cars do that all new cars do that (laughs) when he's sitting in the car and then the airbag goes off and it's like a hefty bag
1: yeah yeah it sounds like it's a cheap bag
0: <laughs> then we kind of get a look at what the Griswold house is like before they go on the trip. I love when they're they're doing the dishes, mm-hmm. and this oh, is one yeah. of those things. It's one of those subtle things that if you're not paying attention, you can miss it real easily. Yeah, yeah. She's scraping the dishes, and then he's taking the dishes from her, wiping them with like a dish towel, and right. then putting them right in the cabinet. Right, like they're not washed.
1: Right, they're supposed to be going in the dishwasher right. after the scrape. Right, which is right there.
0: Right, and it's open and everything. It's,
1: yeah, but he's putting them <laughs> in the cabinet instead. And I love all the decor in the house. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Very 80s. Did you know that the childhood pictures of Audrey on the living room wall were actual portfolio shots of Dana Barron? They were used when she was making commercials as a child actress.
0: I did not know that. It's true. Everybody in the family is wondering why they're not just flying to Wally World. Right. But half the fun is getting there. Oh, you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The whole idea of a road trip, people can look at it in different ways, too. Because some people go, yeah, road trip, this is great. And some people say, road trip, uh, road really? Road And what I loved watching in the movie was the fact that, oh, here we go. Way back when, in the <laughs> 80s, before there was...
0: You knew it was coming, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: so old. Before there was iPads and the, the DVD monitors right. and everything to keep everyone entertained in the car, what were the kids doing in the oh. back? Did you notice?
0: Uh, not much not (laughs) much yeah they were hitting each other yeah yeah
1: she was putting the butter cups on her teeth and and smiling at him right you know and Rusty's putting his feet up and the mom is in the front seat she's not doing anything except either napping or looking out the window right (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that was it for a car ride back then.
0: If if you were lucky, you had one of those road bingo games. Oh,
1: yeah, or the handheld Yahtzee.
0: Yeah, the road bingo was fun, though, because then you could, like, find stuff when you're driving along. Oh, oh I, I see, you know, like a speed limit sign. And oh, you yeah, get was to... that
1: a magnet thing? or?
0: Um, I think it was just, like, um, a card, and you could slide a little thing over
1: it oh, or whatever. Oh, nice. we got to get one for next week. That'd be fun.
0: Well, I don't know if I should be playing road bingo when I'm driving,
1: though. Well, you can watch. I'll slide. Exterior filming of the Griswolds on the road took the greater part of three months during production. Wow. Yeah, the production made its way across several states including California, Arizona, Colorado, Missouri, and Illinois, which was actually filmed by a second unit.
0: That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Most of the principal photography uh, actually took place in California. The cast uh, did travel on location for scenes set in Colorado, Utah, and Arizona, and that's probably like you know Dodge City and all that kind of stuff, the touristy stuff. Yeah, I love
1: the Dodge City scene. It's just so, it's like this little tourist attraction. It's in the middle of nowhere. So you know that everyone who's there has been on the road a long time. Exactly. Probably everyone's on the same mindset and everything. The whole thing,
0: the whole exchange between him and the bartender. That's just what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that. And and then like when the bartender pulls out the shotgun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay. Okay. And then then, then Audrey's pulling at her ear. What? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) <laughs> nice going Clark She's deaf That's so funny.
0: She, funny because In Christmas Vacation There's a callback To that joke
1: Oh with the Christmas tree Yeah Yeah.
0: Her eyes are frozen yeah. She'll see it later <laughs> <laughs> So what's kind of cool Is as the Griswolds Are leaving Chicago If you pay attention You can see the Buckingham Fountain In the background That fountain Was uh, actually pretty popular In Chicago's Grant Park And was used In the intro To the Fox series Married with Children A few years later Super cool Yeah We got to talk about Beverly D'Angelo's character's side of the family. They're nuts. Oh, my God. So funny. (laughs) Now,
1: Catherine is her cousin, right? Yes. That's that's
0: how I understand it. Okay.
1: And then Aunt Edna is their aunt, correct? Because they both call her Aunt Edna. Yes. And then they have to get Edna from their house to her son's house? Yes. To their cousin's house. In Phoenix. Okay.
0: Okay. Now that we've got all that figured out. I feel better now. So this is the first time we meet Cousin Eddie. (laughs) <laughs> so, played by uh, by Randy Quaid, who's amazing. And, so and he's, great. And he's married to, like you said, Ellen's cousin, right, Catherine, okay. who's uh, played by Miriam Flynn, who's mm-hmm. great as well. Mm-hmm. Daisy Mabel, <laughs> who's the, the one daughter that you really don't see. Like, yeah. There's a quick shot of her. She's the one that's tongueless. Right. So she was born without, without a, tongue, a tongue clark. clark. <laughs> Uh, oh, there, but
1: she can... Uh,
0: she whistles like a bird and eats like a horse. That girl was actually played by director Harold Ramis's daughter, Violet.
1: And then there's Vicky.
0: Who's played by Jane Krakowski. Right.
1: And she has a trophy or a ribbon yes. in her bedroom for best pig
0: yeah, a at pig the fair. Raising the a pig, At the fair yeah. or
1: something. And um, Audrey says, don't you know it's not cool to be a farmer? And that's when Vicky gets out the shoebox from underneath <laughs> her
0: bed. Full of pot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing, though, with with Vicky is the exchange. Well, there's two things. First, when she's stirring the Kool-Aid with her arm.
1: Oh, with her arm. Oh.
0: (laughs) Chevy Chase says to her, can I help you with that, Vicky? Please? (laughs) (laughs) Ew. ew. But anyway, so then she's on a seesaw with Audrey.
1: Yeah, yeah. And
0: she goes, I'm going steady. And I French kiss. (laughs) And Audrey says, so? Everybody does that. And then Vicky says, yeah, but Daddy says I'm the best at it. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> 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 both of them with their 80s side ponytails oh awesome oh my gosh
0: forget about the fashion oh i know oh the, the jordash jeans it's oh great. yeah
1: that's right those <laughs> little high that. rise with the yep. name on the pocket
0: absolutely oh yeah <laughs> and then finally we meet ann edna <sighs>
1: She is played by the brilliant Imogene Coca. Oh, so funny. Who, by the way, originally turned down the part because she didn't think she could portray such a mean character. She was on um, Your Show of Shows with Sid Caesar. Right. And they really owned the airwaves with that. And they really, they paved the way for a lot of shows like that. And she was really just known for her skill in live comedy. Definitely paving the way for people like, you know, Carol Burnett. Mm -hmm. Someone who I kind of really admire <laughs> kind of <laughs> she's like your favorite of all yeah. time right but the funny thing i mean everyone talked about imaging coca she had the, the big eyes the rubber face and right. she was just so wacky right. and bold on stage and then off stage very shy very gentle
0: mm-hmm. very you know, quiet
1: very quiet the
0: exact opposite of the character of aunt edna
1: exactly and even during the filming she was often concerned that she was being too mean to her fellow cast members
0: Aww. it's I mean, just acting it's okay
1: yeah. i mean the way she talks to clark sometimes too. oh my god you're driving too fast, and uh, you I love, should be love, behind
0: bars. Am I going to eat, or am I going to starve to death? <laughs> <laughs> that voice.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and then the thing with the uh, w- with the fruitcake, when when Clark and Ellen said they gave her a fruitcake. Did you enjoy it? Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed throwing up and having diarrhea for five, <laughs> five days or whatever, she said yeah. something like that. <laughs> Made me sick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I think everybody has an Aunt Edna in their family, but no one wants to admit it.
0: <laughs> I had a stepmother named Edna. No, don't get no, me started no, on her, don't though. Go there. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, a really interesting thing about Imogene Coca that you never would know from watching the movie, but they believe that she actually had a stroke during the production of the movie. Harold Ramis said that they filmed a scene in the morning. And by that afternoon, she couldn't remember anything that they did.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, she ended up going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And after getting out of the hospital, she and her husband worked together to relearn her lines and get her back on set to finish the movie.
1: That is what is known as a trooper.
0: The yeah. show must go on. So like you mentioned before, you know, after they visit the cousins in Kansas, mm-hmm. it's revealed that they, they want Clark and Ellen to take Edna with them. On their trip across country, right to get to uh, to Phoenix to to you know take her to her son,
1: right. But not just Dan Edna. No, of
0: course not. <laughs> of course, there has to be a curveball thrown. Of course. And who are we talking about? Dinky. Dinky. Oh man, <laughs> the most obnoxious dog ever.
1: <laughs> Although on Christmas vacation they have that other dog who's the Alabama Leg Hound.
0: Yeah, Mississippi Mississippi Mississippi
1: Leg Hound. Yeah. Once he
0: gets started, just let him finish. You better let him finish. Hilarity ensues with the dog because he just hes like biting yeah, everybody's yeah. legs, and he's just you know mean dog. And I everything kept else. wondering
1: what the heck did they have to put in everybody's pants legs to make the oh, dog go gosh, after him like so that. Funny.
0: And then at one point they're getting the car loaded with the luggage, and Dinky's like kind of acting up. So Clark ties him to the bumper of the car, you know, so you get the luggage put away. Dinky. And then he kind of forgets about him. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that. You
1: don't see it. Thank goodness, because that that would. I would hate that.
0: Yeah, until you, you know, get a little bit down the road, and, and Clark gets pulled over by the cop played by <laughs> James Keach. Uh, so, the cop pulls him over. And he's like, "Was I speeding? Did I weave?" And he and he and he brings yeah. him to the back bumper, and, <laughs> and he shows him the leash. <laughs> Attached to the back of the bumper. I mean, listen, oh we should we should probably we're having a grand old time here yeah, laughing about yeah. this. We are probably the biggest animal lovers in the world. Probably. We, we love animals yeah. and you know, yeah, God you forbid don't that mess ever with happened. The dog. However, but, dinky. But the way they handled it, it's just kind of it's just it's, funny the way they did it's it. It's horrible. It's and terrible. It's, funny. it's just dark humor. Yeah. Well, very dark. Very no, dark, yeah. yeah. You don't see anything. No. Just the no. empty leash. Yeah. And collar. But what's funny about it is how James Keach he says I I had a pup just like this one. (laughs) He probably followed you for a couple of miles until he got too tired or something like that. Oh, my God. So the funny thing about the scene is that they had a lot of blown takes because they just kept breaking up. They couldn't stop laughing. (laughs) They couldn't hold it together. And if you watch, you can kind of see them in the scene, especially Chevy Chase. Oh, biting yeah. His lips it seems he's... like
1: he's going to cry.
0: Yeah. He's, he's really doing everything he can to keep himself from laughing in that scene. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Wow. There Too you funny. go.
1: But Dinky isn't the only one who dies on the road trip. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert! <laughs> and if you haven't seen this movie, what the ham sandwich is wrong with you?
0: That's a call back to the uh, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt That's reference right, before.
1: because yeah. at a certain point they go to wake up Aunt Edna.
0: To give her her pill, right? Yeah, <laughs>
1: and she's not waking up. She's not waking up.
0: <laughs> now, if you were driving in a car cross-country with you know, an aunt that you're not crazy about, or anybody for that matter that you're not crazy <laughs> about, and you're in the back seat with them and it's cramped, Mm-hmm. And then they up and die on you.
1: Right. And she's leaning. And and, the,
0: and the dead body is all over you. And you don't realize she's dead. Right. I mean, first of all, you probably would feel that, no? I don't
1: know. I How long does know. it take
0: before the body cools off enough?
1: Not a rigor mortis specialist.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, it's turning into an episode of Quincy. <laughs> 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 Quincy. Wow, that's a really good reference.
1: That was a great show.
0: Everybody's going to get show. that reference, oh, Jason. Yeah.
1: Neither of the kids wants to share the back seat with a stiff.
0: No, of course not. So... So they decide to tie the body to the roof rack. And I love how Clark goes, uh, well, she's what, about 115 pounds? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know he's figuring it out. So they, they put Edna on the roof rack mm-hmm. with a tarp and they got her little handbag on her lap. <laughs> the,
1: the bag, <laughs> I love that bag.
0: <laughs> if you think that's dark... It gets worse. That's
1: right, because in the original script, after Aunt Edna was tied to the roof of the car, there was a shot of her fingers moving, implying that she was, in fact, still alive. Yeah. Well, that was considered cruel by the ratings board, so that <laughs> movement was cut.
0: Yeah. Good call. <laughs> Probably a good thing. It's actually funnier. The scene where they, they pull up to her son's house mm-hmm. with her on the roof, mm-hmm. and they get her down, and they're walking into the backyard, <laughs> and Clark's got her draped over his shoulder. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's pouring rain. Yeah,
0: the pouring rain. And then, of course, the sun's not home. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> there's a scene where Clark ends up driving off the road and he ends up jumping the family truckster. Like, oh, right,
1: right. With the yeah, road closed sign that just the road closed creeps sign. up on them.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so in the DVD commentary, Howard Ramis said for the scene where they jumped the family truckster, several of the crew members had made bets against second unit director Dick Ziker that he couldn't jump the car more than 50 feet they even drew a line in the sand, literally, to measure the distance, and uh, Zyker ended up winning the bet. He jumped the car more than 50 feet, and the bet is actually referenced in the movie. Rusty says to Clark, gee, Dad, you must have jumped this thing about 50 yards. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> the best part? Clark looks around, and goes, 50 yards. <laughs> so proud of himself. Yeah.
1: That is pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. So there's um, a reoccurring theme with a beautiful blonde in a Ferrari.
1: Oh, right. The Ferrari girl. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't never even find out her name or anything about her. They never say. They never say. Is she just the Ferrari girl?
0: She's just Ferrari girl. Wow. Yeah. Played by?
1: Christy Brinkley. Yep. Adorable. And you know what? I have to admit, I'm looking at her in this movie going, oh, she was cute. But you know what? I think she's even prettier now. Is that possible?
0: She looks amazing. She's 60 now, I think. She looks almost almost exactly the same. She's aged very well. <gasps> How
1: do you do it, Christy? <laughs>
0: <laughs> she uses the uh, total gym workout. Oh, that's right. With Chuck Norris.
1: <laughs> that's right. Chuck <laughs> Norris and his trimmed beard and yeah. Never, I'm not gonna say anything about a Chuck,
0: about Chuck Yeah, Norris. you better not, because he'll he'll jump right through that microphone. That's he right. could do it. He would. <laughs> so originally the producers wanted Christy Brinkley to be naked in the film.
1: Oh, for the swimming?
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, just in general. They they wanted to have a nude scene with her.
1: <laughs> well, who wouldn't? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Beverly D'Angelo shows her breasts a couple of times. Yeah. Christy Brinkley refused to be naked. And well, look at um that. they did come up with a compromise. She strips down to her bra and panties and jumps into the pool with Clark. Right. This is crazy. This is crazy. This yeah. is crazy. <laughs>
1: And then she's in the water going, Well, you're gonna go for it.
0: Oh man. There were actually a couple of scenes improvised in the film. One of them in, included Christy Brinkley. There's a scene where Clark is uh, doing a little dance with the sandwiches from the picnic basket.
1: Oh yeah. He like spreads where where it open and closes it again. Yeah, where he's flirting
0: right. with uh, with Christy Brinkley. Yeah, nothing
1: uh, makes you a <laughs> makes makes hot you and chick bothered. magnet more than a bologna sandwich being danced around. <laughs> that's
0: right. So that scene, Clark uh, does the eulogy for Aunt Edna, that's uh completely improvised. Oh nice. There's a scene right after they they jump the family truckster and <laughs> You know, so Clark's <laughs> having a talk, a man-to-man talk with Rusty. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to take care of, uh, of your mom and sister and, and Aunt Edna, and I'm going to go try and find help. And, uh, you know, I want to share a beer with you, son, because that's what my dad did with me, and it really made me feel great. And then, you know, Rusty chugs the beer. <laughs> <laughs> totally chugs the beer. Uh, actually, Anthony Michael Hall said that the can that he chugs from was empty. Oh, wow. I guess they can't have a kid drinking beer even in the movie.
1: Probably not. It looked pretty realistic, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah,
0: he was a was good actor. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, so all that stuff was improvised. Pretty oh, cool. cool. So one quick casting note. Kim Cattrall was the original choice to play Ellen Griswold, which is very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, she, of course, uh, was in Sex and the City and Police Academy and Porky's. I was trying to find out like yeah. why they ended up going with Beverly D'Angelo, if it was just a contract thing or whatever. But I think she would have she would have been good. Yeah. But there's a really good chemistry between Chevy Chase and Beverly yeah. D'Angelo. I mean, they they did all the movies together. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think they both make an appearance in this new Vacation movie as well. Oh, cool.
1: I love the way she calls him Sparky. Yeah. You got to figure there's some kind of a story behind that. They
0: probably have something between them that they they came up with as actors. (laughs) So, of course, you know, the film culminates with them getting to, to California. The whole point of this road trip is for them to get to California to go to Wally World. Oh, yeah. Now, originally... The script called for Disneyland to be the destination. Ooh, but okay, that makes sense. Disney objected because they say that they're open three hundred and sixty five days a year and there's never a mishap. Okay. Which, spoiler alert,
1: <laughs> there is a
0: there is a mishap in this movie. When they get to Wally World after this hellish trip across country and you see this gigantic parking lot. It's empty, all right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's your first clue. Okay,
0: no enough. Well they're they're like, Oh, we get here early enough. We get there before the traffic gets there. The parking lot was actually the parking lot of the Santa Anita racetrack. And according to Harold Ramis, when he was filming Clark and Rusty's foot race on the parking lot,
1: (laughs) Chariots of Fire...
0: (laughs) The temperature outside was 105 degrees, the pavement 130 degrees. So you can imagine Ouch. how hot it was doing that scene. And you know, in the movies, they don't just shoot it once.
1: Oh, man. They don't just
0: you know do one shot and it's done. I mean, they do Hydrate multiple people. takes, trying to get different angles and this and that. So that probably was pretty grueling.
1: That's brutal. I remember um, the time that I drove to California millions of years ago to make my way <laughs> as a famous Hollywood person, which didn't work out. So here I am in Jersey. Anyway... Um, I remember driving <laughs> in California, and our first stop in California was in Needles. Okay. Which, fun fact for you, is where Snoopy's brother Spike is from in oh, Peanuts.
0: I was not aware of that.
1: Anyway, it was anyway. super hot. It was September, but it was super hot, and I remember getting out of the truck, walking across the parking lot to the ladies' room at the mm-hmm. gas station, and my flip-flops were, like, sticking to oh, the tar because the tar was so hot. <laughs> oh, man. It was... I thought you like made, I thought
0: you your flip flops were like melting to the. That's pavement. what it
1: felt like. Yeah, oh, man. I mean that's hot.
0: Yikes! So all of the distant shots of Wally World, including the sign that the family truckster drives under, were actually matte paintings amazing. because because it was a racetrack parking yeah. lot. Can't tell. Yeah, I know. It's it's pretty amazing. And you watch and I was looking at it to see if we can have any indication. And yeah. it's it's great. No. It's really cool. The theme park that served as Wally World was actually Six Flags Magic Mountain in Valencia, California.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: Yeah, this is a pretty famous park, and uh, mm. actually served as the backdrop for another classic movie.
1: Yes, one of my favorites.
0: <laughs> Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park.
1: Oh yeah!
0: Originally aired as the movie of the week on NBC in 1978. Oh and,
1: uh, yeah, that's, that's
0: that's a that's a great bit of cheesy fun.
1: Oh yes.
0: And by the way, that uh, screen fact dedicated to my man Blazer. So. um Originally, they shot a completely different ending to National Lampoon's Vacation. Originally, the Griswold family, after seeing that Wally World is closed, they go to the Hollywood house of Roy Wally, who, you know, is the man behind Wally World. Right, right. Eddie uh, like, Bracken. I yes. love him. And he's kind of a combination of, of two Disney guys. Walt oh, yeah. Disney and Roy Disney.
1: Yeah. Roy Wally.
0: Yeah. I Wally, never... Walt. Oh, I never put that together. Look at, look at what just happened. That was oh, great. Is... Oh, high five. Oh, that was phenomenal. Awesome. I never put that together. Me neither. Yeah, but Roy Wally. Roy Disney and and Wally is a a nickname for Walt, right?
1: Yes, it is.
0: Oh, my God.
1: My mind has been blown.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always made the connection that he looked like Walt Disney a little bit with the pencil mustache and the whole thing. But I never made the Disney connection like that with the name. That's awesome. Wow. So, originally... The ending was going to be that they go to his house and Clark gets the BB gun and he points it at at Wally and he forces him to, you know, and his business associates to sing and dance Wally World theme (laughs) songs before the police arrive to arrest Clark. Okay. Uh, The girl in the Ferrari, Christy Mm Brinkley, turns out to be Wally's daughter. Uh Aha. And she convinces him not to press charges against Clark. On the plane ride home, (laughs) the Griswolds realize that they're on the wrong flight. Clark snaps. He hijacks the plane. Oh, my. That whole thing. Test audiences hated it.
1: Oh, I could imagine. And
0: rightly so, because you go on this road trip yeah. with them for, for an hour and a half, and then they're flying home, and it's, what? yeah, terrible. Yeah. So they shot a new ending with John Candy that you see in the film.
1: So John Candy came in for two weeks? Yes. And was paid a million dollars?
0: Yeah, nice work if you can get it, huh? I'll say. The great thing about them doing the new ending was that they had to do it four months after the original production, but what ended up happening was that Anthony Michael Hall had a growth spurt in that period of time. <laughs>
1: that's Look, right. he's a
0: teenager, right?
1: That's right. So, so hes is he taller than his mom at that point? <laughs>
0: he grows like three inches taller than Beverly D'Angelo. And it's something that, again, if if you didn't hear us talking about it or if you didn't read it, right. you probably don't notice it.
1: Well, he might not really notice. You know, his
0: voice is still the same. Yeah, he's not you know, His true. voice hasn't really changed, but... But when you hear this, and then you go back and watch it, you go, oh, my God. Right. I thought he was just standing on a (laughs) curb. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but it's pretty pretty funny, though. Those
1: kids, (laughs) they grow up so fast. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking when they were doing the roller coaster scenes, I mean, I'm sure the actors knew what they were getting themselves into. They read the script. They knew. Right. But could they really imagine what it was going to be like to be on a roller coaster? Actually,
0: the original script, they probably weren't on the roller coaster. Oh, that's right. Because the original ending was the park was closed, they go to Roy Wally's house.
1: Yeah, because I was watching this thinking, if I were the actress, let's just say playing Audrey, you would have had to medicate me heavily to get me on those roller coasters, because I do not like roller coasters.
0: As it turned out, they did have to medicate her pretty heavily. <laughs> <laughs> she, she mentions in the commentary that, that she got sick from them and had to take motion sickness pills. And she would pass out on the benches between takes.
1: Yeah. Well, you'd have to give me tranquilizers (laughs) or something.
0: That probably would be a whole different movie then. (laughs) Yeah, maybe.
1: We can do Bernie's on the roller coaster.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And like the the looks of terror on their faces, especially Anthony Michael Hall, that's real. That's the real deal on those roller coasters.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, whatever else happened in the movie that you thought was rough?
0: (laughs) That was really rough in real life for those (laughs) guys. Stop.
1: Take it back. We have to shoot that again. No.
0: So um, this is really a great movie. We have not seen the reboot that's in theaters now with uh, Ed Helms and Christina Applegate. I do want to see it because I have a feeling, you know, it'll be funny. My advice is to go into that movie if you plan on seeing it, not comparing it to any prior vacation movies. I think
1: you'd have to. Don't compare. I mean, who would be wandering around in a desert, wouldn't they just get... (laughs) Nowadays, you'd get on your cell phone, call AAA...
0: yeah, no, you I mean, it's, it's not going to be the same the same thing. It's yeah. going to be, you know, different kind of mishaps. But. but
1: there's just something so great about the classic road trip, you know, like the, um, the bench seat in the front mm-hmm. that she could keep sliding over and just rest her head on his right. shoulder. That you know, I remember exist. our station wagon had that yep. when I was a kid. Yep. And what was your seatbelt? Your mom <laughs> putting her arm across right. you. I mean, it was great.
0: Yeah, no longer. Ugh. Definitely. Here's
1: my old lady talk again.
0: Hey, anytime we talk about a movie from the 80s, we have to say it at least once. It's a different world now. That's right. Absolutely. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the new vacation movie at some point. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Yeah,
1: and I'm looking forward to our vacation.
0: And that's a good time to remind people that, again, don't forget, next week we will not have a podcast, but we will return with a brand new podcast on Wednesday, August 26th. So mark it on your calendar, remember, and uh, maybe revisit one of the other episodes that we've done. I think they're fun. I do, too. (laughs) And if you have any thoughts or screen facts of your own about National Lampoon's vacation, please join the conversation. Email us, screenfacts at yahoo.com. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis Voice. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jason Davis VoiceOver. I also ask you to please rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. Tell your family and friends about this podcast. Get the word out. Help us spread the word. Post links on Facebook, Twitter, whatever other social media you use.
1: Smoke signals,
0: anything. Email, whatever you got to do. Shout it from the rooftops. For Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a great podcast. It's a lot of fun. Check it out.
1: Hire an, air- an airplane with a banner behind it.
0: Yeah, whatever you want to do. <laughs> you can. Uh... <laughs> Gee, we haven't thought of any of those things. Yeah. Uh, you can also check out on my website, jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast. Get more info about Screen Facts t-shirts and all of the different places that you can download and listen. Check it out at jasondavisvoice.com slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Honey, thank you again for, for doing the podcast with me.
1: Thank you for having me. Oh,
0: please. I love doing this with you. You <laughs> know that. so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to do another one again real soon. Okay. So again, don't forget, next Wednesday, no new podcast. We will be back again Wednesday, August 26th with a brand new episode, The Blazer Returns. Nice. Definitely check that out. Enjoy past episodes in the meantime of Screen Facts with Jason Davis. Thanks a lot. Bye.